Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host, Thomas A. Deloach, and it is a joy to have you connecting with me for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about the journey into becoming spiritual. As always, this is a teaching podcast, so I want you to grab your Bibles if you can, something to write with and a sheet of paper, because I think you might want to write down some notes, as I believe I'm going to say something important to you for your spiritual growth. I want to start here at Romans chapter 7, verse 22, and it says, For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. Once again, for I delight in the law of God. I want you to underscore the law of God according to the inward man. Now, let's define the law of God. It means God's laws are the rules of the kingdom of God and his way of life. And they are divine, perfect in intent, equity, and administration. I want to read it to you again. God's laws are the rules of the kingdom of God and his way of life. And they are divine and perfect in intent, equity, and administration. Remember, Paul says that I delight in the law of God. So he's basically saying, above all else, I want to please the Lord and live his life and not my own. In other words, when we become spiritual, we are living God's life and he is living his life through us. Many people go a long time and they never begin to live the life that God really wants to live through them. They continue to do the things that they want to do when they want to do it. They have not really submitted to the will of God. But Paul understood submission at a great level. And he says, I'm not here to do my own thing. I'm here to do what the Lord would have me to do. Sounds like Jesus. Jesus said, I'm not here to do what I want to do. Everything that I do is because I see the Father doing it. I want to please the Father. And when we become spiritual, that has to be our cry. I want to please the Father. This is exactly what Jesus did. This is what Paul did. This is what the disciples did. And I promise you, if you want to become a spiritual person, I want you to consider now moving forward that everything that you do, you are living his life and not your own. When we do that, we will be successful in everything we do. Notice Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. To be strengthened with power by his spirit in the inner man. There's that inner man again. And then Paul also tells us, but if indeed our outward man is consumed, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. So Paul is putting great emphasis on the inward man and not this outer man. Now let's go a little further in this, because first of all, when God comes to indwell in us by his spirit with his life and power, He comes into our spirit at a time when we were born again. And we'll find that in John chapter 3, verse 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. That's John chapter 3, verse 6. Once again, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. This regenerated spirit 
is located at the center of man's being, and that's what we call the inward man. I want you to write that down, the inward man. Secondly, outside the sphere of the inward man, indwells by God, is the soul, and its functions are the thoughts, emotions, and will, and we're going to call this guy the outer man. Number three, the outermost man is our physical body, characterized by its external instincts of sight, sound, smell, taste, and touch. One more time. Sight, sound, smell, taste, and touch. So now let me give the summation of this. When we speak of the spirit, we speak of it as the inward man, the soul as the outer man, and the body as the outermost man. So we must never forget that our inward man is the human spirit where God dwells, the place where the spirit of the Lord is joined to our spirit. First Corinthians bears this out in chapter six, verse 17. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit, not two spirits, but one spirit. So whoever you join to, you will become. So when we talk about spiritual things, our desire should be is to be connected spirit to spirit. Anytime God wants to give information to you, he's going to talk to your spirit. He doesn't want to talk to the soul. He doesn't want to talk to the body. He's talking to the part that has been born again or born from above because only the spirit can handle spiritual information. I'm going to say that again. Only the spirit, not the soul and not the body, only the spirit can handle spiritual information. So when we read the word of God, this is a spiritual book for spiritual people. And I've heard people say, well, I don't understand the word of God. And I ask them, are you born again? And as soon as they say, I don't know what that is, I already know that they're not going to understand it because they're not spiritual. So when we read the word of God, we have to ask the Holy Spirit to help us to decipher, decode, to detect what the scripture is saying, because this is spiritual information and spiritual truth. And this can transform our lives in a major way. It'll help you make decisions when you can understand what the spirit is saying through the text that you're reading. Many people go off half cocked and doing things that they shouldn't do because they think this is what the word of God is saying. But the Holy Spirit that lives inside of our human spirit he knows what the word is saying. All we need to do is lean not to our own understanding, but to acknowledge the spirit of God inside of us. And that discerning quality in us on the inside will give us what we need to do. The direction, the timing of when we need to do things. You cannot make a mistake at all if you learn to be led by the spirit. As a matter of fact, I believe the scripture says those that are led by my spirit they are the sons of God. I always say that's an exclusive group. That's not for everybody because everybody doesn't want to be led by the spirit of God. I want to challenge you today that you can go on this journey. And that's what it is. It's a journey with God. God is not into quick and fast things. He want to walk with you and teach you the process to becoming spiritual. But I think it's important that we understand how we are made up. We got a three-part being. We are spirit, soul, and body. The body is for the body things. The soul is for soulish things. But the spirit is for spiritual things 
and for spiritual people. And so if you desire to be a spiritual person, you must be led by the Spirit of God. And when we can really do that and submit and consecrate ourselves to say, I'm going to do like Paul did, like Jesus did. I'm just not going to go off and just do things, but I want to live and please the Lord his way and not my own. I'm just not going to do what I want to do. It's easy. When you wake up in the morning, you just want to do what you want to do. And I'm not saying that you can't enjoy your life because I believe you should. But as God is living through us, he's going to help us to enjoy life at a greater dimension, at a greater degree. Many of us have not even scratched the surface concerning spiritual things and what God really wants to do in our lives. So just as we are dressed in our clothing, so our inward man wears an outward man. For example, our spirit wears the soul. Moreover, the spirit and the soul in like manner wear the body. Now it becomes evident that men are generally more conscious of the outer man and the outermost man, but they are hardly recognized or understood or do that they don't understand that there's this inward man that the spirit is trying to live through. And so because we are more adapting, we are more adept, should I say, of understanding natural things or soulish things. We don't really understand this inward man like we should. We don't even get enough teaching about this inward man. And so there are three parts to who you are. As we feed our natural bodies and as we think and, and try to do the right things in that realm of life, there's this inward man that is crying out, this God in us that is crying out to break out and flow where signs and wonders and miracles and all of these things that are essential for a spiritual man to enjoy spiritual things. So I want you to consider now moving forward after you have heard a few things that I've said concerning this, are you more natural or are you more spiritual? Are you more carnal? Are you more fleshly than you are a spiritual person? No matter what your decisions are, whatever you come up with, you can become, and I want to underscore this, become a spiritual person. Now, if we live based upon the scripture, we know that we are already this. So God drops us in time to become what we already are. So this is a process because to the Lord, everything is finished, but we have to start and go through the process to get to what he's already declared for us to be. I hope you understand that. Let me give you a couple of more scriptures. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1, it says, and I brethren, could not speak unto you as a spiritual person, but as a carnal person, even as a babe in Christ. And this is so true that Paul is basically saying, I couldn't even talk to you about spiritual things because you cannot even understand spiritual things. And I believe there are times and seasons in our life when the Holy Spirit wants to really talk to us about the deep things, but he can't because we're carnal. And when you're a carnal minded person, you don't understand spiritual things. And when you don't understand spiritual things, they're just realms in God that you cannot go things in God that you cannot do, miracles that you cannot experience, breakthroughs that you wish you could get into and tap into, but it's so far away. So this is a demand. We've got to become spiritual. So when we're in conversations with people, 
or for better yet, when God wants to talk to us about spiritual things, we will be able to get into that conversation and God will be able to speak to us about some divine things. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6, it says, among the mature, however, we speak a message of wisdom, but not the wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. In other words, it's going to be soon to pass away. It's going to be quickly forgotten. So anytime that God is giving us wisdom and things from the word of God and what he speaks to our heart in prayer in times of fellowship with him, that divine wisdom will never pass away. What I love about the word of God is whatever he said 2000 years ago is applicable today. It's priceless. The word of God never changes. It will work in every situation. In the natural data, numbers, information, what they say today, give it 24 hours, it's going to change. But what I love about God's word, whatever it says today, I can use it 30 years from now. I can use it 60 years from now. It will always be relevant. It'll always be something on time. It's a kadash word. It's a fresh word full of fresh revelation and insight that will help you throughout the course of your life. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, notice what it says. The natural man does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. I'm going to say that again. The natural man does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God. So I want you to caution yourself when you're talking to non-believers and you're trying to really help them to see and understand, they're just not going to do it. And you don't need to get frustrated about that because that was who we were before we met Christ, before Christ came into our life. You didn't understand what they were talking about concerning spiritual things because you were carnal. You were a carnal person. And as the scripture says, they are foolishness to him. It doesn't make any sense. So don't try to help people until they come into the knowledge of the word, until they really give their hearts to God, they can't even get into the kingdom of God. They can't even get into the principles. Like I said before, that law of God, that perfect law, that's equity, that has administration. So we must administer the law of God through our lifestyle. And Paul understood this. And many of you that I'm talking to, especially if you're spiritual to any degree, you understand that when you first start reading the word, you didn't know how to administer it. You didn't know how to apply it so that you could get victory in your life. But now that you've grown in God, you can read the word, get revelation out of the word, and you know how to apply the word of God because these things are spiritually Discern. The spirit of God has a mind. So that mind of the spirit is in our human spirit, helping us to make decisions about the course of our life. I don't need natural information. I don't need the natural uh, man's way of doing things because it can't get me the results quick enough. It takes too long. And the natural, if I get in debt, they're going to say it's going to take me 30 years to get out of it. But God's way can get me out of it in five years, can get me out of it in six months, can get me out of it in three months. Everything in the spirit realm is accelerated. I'm going to say that again. Everything in the spirit realm is accelerated. So the natural is just trying to catch up with the spirit. So when I declare things in the spirit, it's done. But in the natural, it just needs to catch up. 
But just because it needs to catch up in the spirit, I need to stay there because that's where the promises are. That's where my breakthrough is. That's where I need to focus my attention. Because if I move out of the spirit into carnality, I'm going to become like people I don't want to be. So we've got to stay where we need to stay. And finally, I want to talk about being broken because broken is necessary. When I say broken, I'm not talking about tattered and torn and weak and worn out. I'm talking about being broken concerning things that the spirit of God wants to get into and maneuver through us so that we can live a life that's pleasing to God. In Mark chapter 14, verse three, the Bible says it speaks about this alabaster vial, a very costly, pure spikenard. And God purposely used this term called pure in his word to show that it's truly spiritual. But if the alabaster box is not broken, the pure spikenard will not flow through. So many people treasure the box, thinking that its value exceeds that of the ointment. And many times this outward man is more precious than the inward man. And this becomes the problem that we deal with. We think what's outside of us is more important. But what is inside of you, that oil, that anointing, that virtue, that power, that grace, that favor, that strength, all of those wonderful things that God has in your spirit, he's saying that's important. But if we value that outward man and not that inward man, the power of God will never break through. And the disciples were mad about the woman because she was rubbing this ointment on Jesus and, and really anointing him for his burial. And they were upset at the cost of what it cost her for this oil. And one of the disciples said this could have been used for something else. But everybody is always trying to tell people what their sacrifice should be. This woman's sacrifice to bring this to the master and anoint his feet. See, the sacrifice comes from within. And when the sacrifice comes from within, if it doesn't mean anything to you, it's not going to mean anything to God. And this is why Jesus rebuked them, because they were only concerned about the outward thing called money. And we know money is good for what money is good for. But in this situation, what he, what this woman was doing was anointing Jesus for something specific that, watch this, the disciples should have been doing, this woman was doing. So it could stand the reason that this woman was more spiritual than the men were, than the disciples were. So we got to understand, no matter how long we've been saved, it doesn't mean we're more spiritual. I've met people who have been saved or been in church or considered being a follower of Christ for 20 or 30 years. And then I've met people that have been saved for a lot less longer. And they seem to be further ahead than most people who claim to have been with God for 20 and 30 years. What I want to say to you is this, is quality time that we spend with God because he can pour all of what he wants to do into you in four and five years. And you can just pass somebody up who's been in God for supposedly 20 or 30 years. So it's not about that. It's about the quality time that you spend with God and allowing him to pour into you the things that are important. So one will treasure his cleverness, thinking he is quite important. Another will treasure his own emotions, esteeming himself to be more advanced than other people. Others regard themselves better while at the same time being judgmental. 
We must be the kind of people who value the oil and not the container it is in. Without the breaking of the outward, the inward fragrance will not come forth. It's just not going to happen. Therefore, individually, we have no flowing out. We have no power coming out of us, no victory coming out of us, no joy coming out of us, no peace coming out of us, no forgiveness, no long suffering. All the virtues of the scripture seem to never come out when they need to. So there has to be a brokenness. Lord, help us to be broken so that what is inside of us can come through. How is anybody going to know that you are a Christian, a follower of Christ, if you don't live a broken life where God can get out of you what you say you got? It's one thing to say you got power, but if it can't come out, nobody will know. How is somebody going to know that you really love them? If you really truly love people, you got to be broken so that his love can come out. Other than that, you're just talking. Whatever it is that you have on the inside of you, God is saying you got to be broken so that it can come out and come out with power, so that it can come out with strength, so that it can come out with fervor, so that it can come out with intensity. So the question now becomes, why should we hold our outward man to be so precious? It's really not, especially if the outward man only contains the fragrance instead of releasing the fragrance. I want to say it again. If the outward only contains the fragrance, it needs to instead release the fragrance. Notice what 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7 says. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Notice where it is. It's in an earthen vessel that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. In other words, the treasure is in the earthen vessel again. But if the earthen vessel cannot be broken, if you cannot be broken or you decide I don't want to be broken, who can see the treasure within? In other words, who can see who you really are? Because who you really are is inside of you. So when you meet people, you don't meet who they are. You just meet a representation. But as you begin to spend time with them, you find out who they are because people can't hide who they are for long. You'll find out quickly as you spend some time with them. You'll find out how spiritual they are. You'll find out if they are really a man of virtue, a woman of virtue. You'll find out if they really love God or if they're really playing. And I always tell people, if you playing, don't get hooked up with somebody that know the Lord because they're going to find you out real quick, real fast. They're going to find out. And it's not judging. But that that is pure is pure. Remember, I read the scripture that that is of the flesh is flesh. Flesh can only produce flesh. That that is spiritual produces spiritual. It's just a principle of life. It's just how things flow. So if you want to take this journey of becoming spiritual, one of the things we need to understand is how we're made up. We're spirit, soul, and body, not body, soul, and spirit. We got to live from our spirit and understand the information that we get from God comes from within. And if we live that way, we are pleasing to God. When we do things the way he tells us to do, we are pleasing to God. When he asks us to forgive, forgiveness is coming from within, has nothing to do with whether or not a person will apologize or not. That's powerful because maybe you're looking for an apology and that person is dead. 
So what you going to do? Be in bondage? A lot of people, you would be surprised, are in bondage today because they're looking to get an apology from somebody, number one, that can't give them one. Number two, that may not even know that they hurt them. So it's so important that we live this spiritual life so we can stay free. That that oil is always flowing on our life. So anything that tries to stick to you going to slide off because my life is full of oil and it's coming out of the inside. So I stay broken. I stay committed to the process because I'm becoming what I already am. I want to encourage you to get in this process of becoming spiritual. It will bless you immensely. It would help you do things that you are just struggling with. Get free from addictions and attitudes and anger and all of this carnality that is just killing the body of Christ and really killing the world through negative programming. I want you to live free. The scripture says whom the son has set free is free Indeed. And I would encourage you that you can live this life and be free indeed. That's all that I want to share with you today. I pray that you were blessed beyond measure. If so, send me an email and let me know at info at thomasadeloach.com. Go to my website at www.thomasadeloach.com. There's a subscriber box. Put your name, your email in there, and I will send you a free PDF that you can read about how to become a successful Christian. Also, I'm looking for donors who will donate to the podcast that that will help me to produce this content and more content. If you were blessed, I want you to consider being a blessing to me. Scroll all the way down on that website to the bottom and you'll see a donation tab. And no dollar amount is too big. No dollar amount is too small. I want you to consider partnering with me financially and doing it today so that I can continue to empower you and other people that will listen to this show. All right, God bless you. I want you to have a great day. Get in this journey of becoming spiritual. It will bless you. Until next time, peace to the family. Take care. Thank you for listening to my show, To Empower You. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com and follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be, be empowered. empowered.